The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. I'm the managing editor at Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there. I'm going to pick one for you. Celebrating his 34th birthday today. We'll go with that. Happy birthday to Fernando Torres. Oh, it's 35th, man. 35th, I'm sorry. Come 35th on. birthday. Get with the get with the program. Yes, I'm sorry. 84. I did the math wrong. Uh, the, it, the, El Nino, the, baby. The site did not uh, did not add up. Yes, that is a... Uh, His arm bat said he was a, tor- a red Torres Torres. Well, well, so here's the thing. He goes from Liverpool to Chelsea. Oh, yeah. No, and that didn't go over well. That's, and normally that's a deal breaker for that you for, for respecting well. a man. That didn't go over well. But... Didn't go over. But well. you have respect for Fernando Torres. The only reason I'm okay with that is because he was spent. Okay. He was clearly done, and we still got 50 million for him. Okay. So like I, a lot of people were all butthurt about it, but he was never the same player after that. So it's kind of like my feelings on Josh Hamilton. Sure. Uh, Josh Hamilton. Right. You got the best out of him. Absolutely. Yeah. And more importantly, right. he kind of saddled a division rival with a bad contract. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, okay. uh, I don't think they've recovered striker-wise at Chelsea. First four through the door. Rob Hadaway first today. Josh Chapa, Samuel DeLeon. What's up, buddy? And Paul Roberts, whose football opinions we can trust. Today is Wednesday, March 20th, 2019, 320, baby. Ep- uh, five, <laughs> 253 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 728, 728, the number of strikeouts per nine innings that the 2011 Texas Rangers put together. Uh, wasn't a great day on the on the baseball reference no, for, for 728. That does not sound good. Uh, Phil Vaney's back in the house, by the way. Welcome uh, back, well, Phil. And there's this guy, Greg Powers, in the comments, oh which is weird. God. Which Barf. is weird. Because I think he's sitting right next to you. Oh my gosh, it's Greg Powers next to life. See, he's oh. opened up. A, he's opened up a can of worms here because now everyone's going to be asking him their recruiting questions directly. Yeah, that's great. That's what we're here for. That's what okay. we're here for. Well, wow, we're here to do. you've just signed your own death warrant. Okay. Um, Good luck, buddy. Because these, these people, yeah. these people. Yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking of these people, uh, one thing we will do is uh, today on the podcast, sometime during the podcast, yeah. we're going to insert a trivia question. Yeah. And uh, in order to, uh, what you're going to do is, is you'll have to listen to the trivia, t- to the podcast to get it. We're giving away another copy of Dave Campbell's new book, Dave Campbell's Favorite Texas College Football Stories by Dave Campbell. Yep. Um, these are available on the site right now. If you want to just go and buy it, uh, they're half price right now. They're what, $19.99? Wow. For the first, yeah. the first ninety-four right. people to buy it get it for half price yeah. um, on um, on the site. Uh, first ninety-four for Dave's ninety-fourth birthday, which was last week. It's true. Uh, so you can go and buy it right now, and I would suggest going and buying it. You know, it puts food in Dave's tummy. Yeah. But uh, if you want to win it, you need to download the podcast, Texas Football Today podcast, and listen to it. Uh, at some point during the show, we will insert a trivia question. 
you will then tweet the answer to at DCTF using the hashtag TF today. Yep. Uh, uh, if you if you submit it before the show tomorrow, um, you will be el- and the correct answer you will be eligible to win, and then we will literally pick one at random. Uh, so uh, in in the podcast sometime. Sometime during the podcast, we will just insert. I don't know why you think that. Look, man, the first person to respond on Twitter, the timestamp's there. They're the winner. Yeah, I know. I'm not picking any random winner. If you get it first, you get it. So you, you're saying we need to reward people for downloading the podcast quickly? I don't care. I don't care. I, I know that these people are in it to win it, and that's fine. Okay, that's fine. We're going to be we're going to be tweeting a po- uh, tweeting, or rather, we're going to be inserting a, a trivia Look, question. You and I are both tremendous procrastinators, are we not? Correct. If I told you. You might have the. You'll have the same chance of winning, even if you get it get it right in the next twenty four hours, as if you were got it, instead of being the first person. True. What are the odds that you're just never gonna do it? True enough. Like decent, right? Yeah. You'll decent. be like, ah, slipped my mind. I completely forgot. Eh. Yeah. So, uh, listen to the podcast, the Texas Football Today podcast. We're giving away a copy of Dave's new book, Dave Campbell's favorite. I I think we should warn people Texas too. You better get on it because Ed McElroy is determined to win one of these things. Yeah, but who knows when I'm going to post the podcast. But who knows when you're going to post the podcast? I don't know. But I'm just saying, if y'all want to win the freaking thing, you better be ready because I can tell he's chomping at the bit. Yeah, good point. Okay. The question will not be who did Tepper pick in his NCAA bracket. No, no it won't. because he's not doing a bracket. Bracket. He's too term. good for brackets. Tepper's Tepper's great at this you stuff. Come at it. You came at him kind of hard there. It's fine. It's hard, Max. It's fine. I just I just don't know why you he guys just care. just thinks he's too good for the rest of the office. I'm going to put money on games, but I'm just not going to put a pot, put it on a bracket. Wow. Who wants who who from the Actually, you know what? I feel like it's unpatriotic not to do your I part. agree, and I am going to I'm going to put out this yes. challenge. I'm going to put out this right, challenge. Well, then I don't like America. If I you'd guess. like to join the the Dave Campbell's bracket in Greg's place, uh, submit your case in the comments, and I'll p- I'll pick someone to, t- to take his spot. And Greg has agreed to pay your way in. That's not true at all. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> nope. Nope. Good job, Greg. Nope. Uh, I had to buy formula the other day, so I'm a little low on funds. Yeah, but uh, if you win, you won't have to pay for formula for like three weeks. Mm, but I'm not going to win because I'm not going to enter. Well, someone's going to enter for you, mm, so it'll well, be fun. I'm, I look forward to them taking my winnings. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> We're going to do two things today. We're going to do a segment with uh, uh, Powers here in a second. Uh, and then back half of the show, we're doing our Austin area Texas High School Ball year in review. We'll get into that. So, <clears throat> now at 12.07. What's the big deal? I don't know. Where you got to be? Usually this show's about 30 minutes. That's, eh. kind of the, that's kind of the goal. Eh. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week in Cruton. Greg Powers is here from next. It's just orange. Why is it not playing? Oh, my God. Oh, it's not auto-playing. Hold on. There we oh, go. there we go. There we, we go. <laughs> People who are listening to the podcast now, which we just implore them to do, yeah. are like, what do you mean? It's what are you guys orange? talking about? How many times a week does that happen, by the way? What? What, what, what are these guys talking about? Because they can't oh, see what's going on. hundred times. Yeah. hundred yeah. times a week. Sorry to guys. Uh, Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete is with us. Follow him on Twitter at GPower79 and follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. Uh, going to get into the biggest prospect news across the Lone Star State. Uh, talking a lot about 2020s and 2021s today. Uh, we are going to start with our prospect on the rise. And we're going small school. How does the city of Wellington have this many giant people? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, last year, it was Trevor Roberson, yep. the enormous um, tackle who signed with Texas Tech. Yep. Can't wait to see him play 6'10", 6'11". He's huge. Um you get they, that's from Wellington. 
And then now they've got a 2020 tight end in Wellington tight end, John Holcomb, 6'5", 215. Where are they getting these guys? No wonder they were good. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> duh, yeah, absolutely. No wonder they were good. But uh, John Holcomb, uh, the next big name to come out of Wellington, uh, the size uh, is obviously what jumps off the page at you, but uh, but this is a guy who uh, had an offer from Indiana, already got an offer from Kansas and Abilene Christian. He runs really well. Of course, he's playing against smaller level competition in Texas high school football, but uh, really like his athleticism as a tight end. Schools are starting to notice that, and you know he picked up an offer from Kansas and Abilene Christian, uh, but added Indiana to that offer tally this week uh, I think that he's going to be one of those guys as schools start to see him throughout the spring evaluation period will start to catch on and I wouldn't be surprised you know Texas Tech has recommitted to using a tight end within their offense that's probably a school to watch uh, in his area make, to see if the Red Raiders step up and come after him with an offer uh, but a lot of upside with this kid and he runs really well we'll have to add some poundage as yeah he, as he grows into a, a college tight end uh but i like all the tools that he has in his box you know one thing that's that's interesting is is you know we're talking about a tight end here i know the 2019 class is a really good tight end class yeah. uh at least at the very very top they had a they had a very good amount of, of tight ends um it, comparatively to 20 to 2019 is this a, a is this less deep or is this uh or what do you think you know i think it's a pretty good year you know another guy that's started to blow up on the recruiting trail is uh, Blake Smith at South Lake Carroll. He was also starred at the the Next Level Athlete Camp. Was one of the top guys uh, at that event as well. And you know, it, tight end is one of those positions that we felt like it was fading. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got Elijah Yelverton at Bishop Dunn this year, who's mm-hmm. who's got a lot of offers. I think as I was doing, and you guys can stay tuned for this. We're releasing the top five most offered prospects in the state today. <laughs> Um, Elijah Yelverton has 30 mm-hmm. offers. He didn't make the top five, but that's a lot of offers. That's a lot of offers. Nick Patterson's committed to Michigan. You have the son of uh, Reggie Brown, Reggie Brown at the, mm-hmm. the new legacy school of sports and sciences uh, that's going to get some attention, has some offers. And Drake Dabney, a kid at Cy Ranch. Brandon Frazier at McKinney mm-hmm. North. So, I mean, you're talking about five to ten guys this cycle who can all really play at that position. So I, I think that it's fair to say that we've seen a resurgence at tight end in Texas high school football. And it's good to see that the college programs within the state are recommitted to using them. I, don't, I can't think of now one, off, one major offense off the top of my head that won't employ a tight end next season. Um, let's get to our commit of the week. We're going from the panhandle up to or down to central Texas. Uh, one of the guys who was on the receiving end of a lot of passes this year from uh, Chase Griffin. Huddle wide receiver Dejon Harrison. Uh, size doesn't blow you away, 5'10", 180 pounds, but uh, he commits to TCU, and obviously um, the speed is what TCU has fallen in love with here. Definitely. He's very quick as well. You, you love mm-hmm. to see him in the open field and make moves. Uh, as we went through our junior evaluation process on him, we had to make a determination whether we thought that maybe – cornerback would be his best fit but I think that the offensive side of the football is what TCU has targeted him on and I think that he's a guy who you like to get the football in his hands and that's probably why that side of the the ball fits him better very quick he he put up some pretty good numbers last year Uh, 49 receptions 695 receiving yards uh, scored six TDs in a wide open offense that had a, a plenty of weapons and he picked TCU over offers from Boston College Louisiana Rice and then Arizona State, I believe, offered him right after he made that commitment to TCU. Uh, and I, I, I think a, a guy, a guy informed me today 
on the way into the office. Oh, a guy. A guy named Jeremy Clark. Oh, okay. That, um, this is the first Hutto player that TCU has signed since Jeremy Curley. And that guy, oh, wow. well, that, that guy worked out pretty that well. That worked out pretty well for, for the Frogs. I would say that, that Gary Patterson, if he could, if he could uh, get, if you could go to Gary Patterson and say, hey, Dejon Harrison's going to be just as good as Jeremy Curley, he would say, where do I sign up? Uh, but uh, Dejon Harrison, the uh, Hutto 2020 wide receiver, is heading to TCU. He's our commit of the week. Our underclassman of the week, we're going down to Houston. Um, another big-time offensive lineman from Humble Atascacita. Um, and this is a kid from the uh, from the class of 2022. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, offensive tackle Cam Newberry. Dewberry rather. Dewberry. Uh, imagine being uh, finishing your freshman year and being six four, two hundred eighty five pounds. Imagine finishing your freshman year and you played left tackle, and Kenyon Green played right tackle. Yeah. That's how good you are. Yeah. That's, that's how that's, good you are. That's impressive. And obviously everybody's paying attention to him. He was at the opening regional camp in, in Houston. He picks up an offer from A and M, which is of course where. Uh, his his uh, tackle mate, yep. uh, Kenyon Green, ended up. Well, I think he's going to get all of the offers. I mean, we're talking about the most offered prospects in the state. He's got three right now. It'll probably be thirty before he mm-hmm. steps on the field his sophomore season. That's how good this guy is. Yeah. When colleges come through and see him in the spring evaluation period, I would be shocked if any made it to that high school and didn't extend an offer. Well, I mean, there will be a few that probably just like oh we have to go back and evaluate but he's an offerable prospect by anybody well and i know you've got high praise for him you say you say that like you know obviously there's not the rankings for 2022 are really super prelim would be super preliminary right now but you're saying he would be on the short list of guys in consideration for the number one spot in the class i think if i had to pick a number one right now which you don't want to do because it is so early i think it'd be him yeah and i thought that back when we were doing our evaluations for rising magazine as we were trying to make that top 25 list there were some guys surprisingly mm-hmm. who were getting much more publicity back in October November than Dewberry which was hard to believe since he was playing left tackle for one of the you know top 6A teams in the state mm-hmm. you know Atascacitas had has been on a good run over the last few seasons so a lot of people watching them a lot of eyes on them and and like you like we pointed out you know, Kenyon Green is, would be a natural fit at left tackle if they needed him to protect the quarterback's blind side. To have a Cam Dewberry to put as a bookend tackle on the left tackle spot opposite yeah. a, of Green, uh, that was a pretty good O-line. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, it's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Uh, join us on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. Uh, and then for our recruit of the week, our crew of the week, uh, let's stay in the Houston area and let's stay on the offensive line and let's stay at the offensive tackle spot. Uh, Bel Air Episcopal offensive tackle Donovan Jackson uh, is is having quite an offseason this year. Uh, 6'4", 308 pounds, and this guy is pretty much racking up every single award. I know that he impre- you, you came away absolutely raving about this kid uh, at the from the Next Level Athlete Top 100 Showcase in Houston. Well, I love his wingspan to go with his frame. I mean, if you're looking at potential upside and, and position of flexibility and versatility, this guy kind of has the whole package. And, and one thing that I love about Donovan is he remembers things that people have written about them and written about him and wants to prove that his weaknesses have become strengths. Mm-hmm. And that's what he set out to do in the offseason. As a matter of fact, he read our blurb uh, in – the rising magazine and said, I want to show you at the next level athlete camp that I'm not raw. Mm -hmm. He said, and I said, look, Donovan raw could mean, uh, be a really good thing because it speaks to your upside and potential. And he says, but I want to show you that I'm 
a finished product that I can go. And, and he did. He came into this camp, and he's very competitive and took on all comers in the one-on-ones, and that's what I love to watch about his game. When he goes to a camp or uh, combine, he's not afraid to jump out there and take a lot of reps and, and press the action to make sure that you noticed him at that camp. And schools have certainly noticed him. Alabama, Texas A&M, Ohio State, LSU. His offer list is very long already, and I think that he'll have his choice of college whenever it comes down to time to make that decision. Uh, he's he's going to be going to be all over. People are already all over him. Uh, you know, class of twenty twenty one, just going to be a, a junior in this next uh, season. So excited to see what he can do down there at Bel Air Episcopal, another school that uh, that tends to you know that 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 no no stranger to recruiting attention down there at Bel Air Episcopal, uh, and and he's got a ton of offers already more sure to come so so i did see a question from rob hadaway that said for blake smith that he would want to be a tight end or a quarterback he's been working out at tight end and everything the offers have been coming in at tight end as far as i know there's no quarterback talk got it okay that's interesting so what's uh, he's our south lake insider what's your what's your um what's your week look like what's what's on the docket for greg powers oh man i know you never sleep well we're having a big next level athlete summit next week That won't be public information. Other than that, we're just out on the grind right now. It's spring evaluation period, doing the college tour, stopping by a lot of college campuses right now to visit with our clients and make new relationships with potential new clients. Okay. Interesting. That's what we're out doing. It's, Phil, it's, well, before you, before you send them off, yes. we've got a quick question for Phil Vaney. This is a fun one. If you, In your opinion, who which is the most recruited high school DeSoto. in the state? DeSoto. Allen. DeSoto and Allen. That, what's the answer? Pick one. Mm, uh, the most recruited? DeSoto. Okay. Yeah. I would say. I mean, I think. I Allen, will. Yeah. I will say that Allen. Uh, Allen signed more kids in 2019 than any other high school. Um, right. But DeSoto. I think that part of that is because DeSoto was really young. Like a lot of their key players, a lot of the guys, and and you know, though. Yeah, I would say you go south of Dallas, DeSoto, Cedar Hill. Uh, those places obviously get a lot of traffic. Um, Manville. And kind of the Alvin area now. Shadow, Alvin, Shadow Creek, Creek yeah. too. They're up there as well. Um, North Shore. North, yeah, dumb. Duncanville. Yeah, a lot of a lot of these, uh, a lot of the teams that. But that, if we're asking over the last, like, if you had to pick one over the last ten years, yeah, probably or five years, I'd probably say DeSoto. I would say that Allen probably signed, yeah, more players, but I would say DeSoto is more heavily recruited as far as college attention and colleges stopping by. If that's the way that you're wanting to address that question, if you're talking yeah. about who signed the most prospects to college, it'd probably be Allen. He is Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowers79 and follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. Powers, appreciate it. Let's do it again next Let's week. Let's do it. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That's our subscription package. You get uh, two magazines, the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, mailed directly to you before it hits shelves in June. Uh, you also get the 2018 Recruiting Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. If you want more insights from that man, Greg Powers, uh, make Make sure you go and get the you know, become an insider. We'll mail you the magazine right now. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, recruiting analysis from that man, Greg Powers, of Next Level Athlete. Uh, you get uh, a season's worth of Tap and Step, our premium high school football insider podcast. Step and I are probably due. I think we're doing another one early, early April. Sounds about right. Maybe like April 2. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. 
We're going to have more premium podcasts coming your way. All sorts of good stuff. We're always growing the premium side of our of, of the, the insider package because we want to make it a good value uh, for you guys. So um, texasfootball.com slash insider to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. The price point, $19.95 for the first year. Not bad, right? $19.95 makes a great gift as well. It's texasfootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. What I'm really excited about is uh, recording after the show the um, the trivia question, and then seeing where Max puts it. That's right. Because it could be, it could be anywhere. It could be right. All right, podcast listeners. Here is your giveaway trivia question. Make sure you tweet the answer to at DCTF. Use the hashtag TF today to be eligible to win the trivia question. Phil Danaher is the active leader in Texas high school football coaching wins. Who is in second place? Who is the second leading uh, coach in in wins as a head coach in Texas high school football? Tweet the answer at DCTF. Use the hashtag TF today to be eligible to win Dave's book. Or not. I don't know. Who knows? All right. Let's continue our series of Texas high school football uh, regional recaps. Uh, we are going to slog through. My goal is to be done by the end of March. I don't know if we can do it. We'll see. We have a guest tomorrow. So, um, But we are now down to the capital state. We're down to Austin uh, talking about Austin area high school football. Um, and so let's let's uh, talk first and foremost about the big picture. And, and honestly, I, I don't really like it's. I don't know if there's really a case to say that it wasn't just kind of a bit of a down year in in Austin. Um, yes, you had a team in Liberty Hill make it to a state championship game and, and obviously give uh, the state champion La Vega a good run. Uh, and you had uh, you know your fair other number of, of really good teams out there. I, I would say like Travis, obviously Westlake, uh, Hutto, Vandegrift, Cedar Ridge, Cedar Park. You know the, the usual suspects. But consider this, Maximilian. Mm-hmm. For the first time since 2013 and just the second time since 2005, no Austin area big school finalist. Wow. Um, so I, and now part of that is it's usually Lake Travis yep. or Westlake West yeah. making it. But th- when they don't make it, obviously that, that holds a bit of a hole. But, yeah. for example, Cedar Park didn't make it. There were other teams that we thought had a chance to make a deep run. Um, you know, I would, I would include a team like... Uh, like um, Cedar Park in that mix. I would include a team like Hutto. We had yeah. very high hopes for Hutto. They uh, weren't able to make it there. Um, and so I think when you look at it kind of writ large, I don't know. It's it's it's. I think it's hard not to look at Austin and say with the standards that they have down right. there. That's the caveat you have to throw in, though, yes. right? I mean, look, if you were to take this and you were to have a finalist and, what, two semifinalists? Yeah. Right? At least. Right. I'm probably forgetting one more uh, who was a semifinalist. But if yeah. you were to just take that. Westlake made the semis. And transplant it to yeah. almost any other, basically outside of like DFW and Houston. Yeah. You go, oh, man, great year. But in right. Austin, yeah. the bar is so high yeah. that you need to have, uh, I think, a, a big school team making it to a championship game in order to consider it a, at least an average year. Yeah. And I think so far, you know, outside of Liberty Hill, obviously a great story, but. Um, I think that's it's just kind of interesting. It is interesting, especially when you consider the fact that Austin, a smaller metro area than San Antonio, consistently outperforms as a group yes. in the playoffs the San Antonio area. 100%. So, so you have to keep that in mind when you say it was eh, kind of a letdown. It, it really was. And, you know, part of it is I would say there were 
Um, a few teams that, that kind of, you know, didn't live up to their own standards, I would say. You know, it's hard to live up to the standards that Lake Travis and Westlake have made. Yeah. But I would say that a team like Cedar Park had, had a bit of a, a, a disappointing season. Um, I would say uh, a team like Dripping Springs we had some high hopes for, and yeah. they didn't necessarily play up to their paper. Um, you know, a few others. There were some other teams that, that had breakout years, and we're going to talk about them in a moment. But yep. I would just say overall, you look at the Austin area, and it was, you know, it's okay, but it, it probably yeah. wasn't up to the standards that I think Austin holds itself to. Right. Um, so let's get to our team of the year, and I don't think there's really any doubt about it. It's nope. got to be Liberty Hill. It's got to be. Uh, Liberty Hill uh, makes it back to a state championship game, the 4A Division One title game, uh, behind their uh, behind their slot T uh, attack, and, um, and and one of the more fun teams to watch this year. Uh, a team that again, we we had a feeling going into the year that they were going to be pretty good. We had a feeling that 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 only strengthened, I would say, about midway through the year, when they started kind of steamrolling some people. Mm-hmm. And I would say even when they took Hutto to overtime and lost by one point in yeah. overtime, I think that's when kind of we all sat up and go, "Oh, okay, maybe this is something special." Yeah. And obviously, it didn't end the way that they wanted it to. But I would say that Liberty Hill uh, had a, a, a was easily the best team in the region. Uh, you know, making it as far as they did, and 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 the team that nobody really wanted to play. Uh, I think if you go talk to Don Hyde at, at at La Vega, he would say, "Look, was I particularly pleased that we had to go play Liberty Hill? No, I would have preferred <laughs> to play uh, a lot of other teams. But at the same time, um, I think that this Liberty Hill team was really special and and was certainly deserving of being our regional team of the year. Well, it's easy to forget, right? Once you make the championship game, everything that happened before just sort of disappears. Yes, but they they you know. Very not easily, but they they handled Carthage. Yeah, that was a game I mean, that when, when you snap a thirty game winning yeah. streak and you take out the yeah. two time defending champs. Yeah, I mean that's doing something. Yeah, and that and and you're right. You know, look, it, this wasn't. Uh, you're, you're. I think you're exactly right. This is not a team that. Um, I think that this that that wasn't necessarily a surprise when it came about. But any time that you are knocking off a thirty game winning streak, you're doing something special. Yeah. Um, so our surprise of the year, our regional surprise. Let's go to two A. Let's go to Granger. Um, an eleven and two mark uh, for the Lions in two thousand and um, in two thousand eighteen, and and what Coach Walt Brock did in his second year, I think, is impressive. They were just five and six a year ago, and if you go and you look at what they were thinking going into the season, um, he was thinking, you know what, uh, it would be pretty great if we finished third in our district. And when you're in a district with Bremont, when you're in a district with Iola, you're thinking, boy, third place would be pretty great. Uh, instead, they run to an eleven and two record. Um, the most wins that they've had, I mean, when you consider that, uh, I mean, they before that, they hadn't had a winning, they had a winning season in 2016. Uh, but before that, I mean, 2011, I mean, this is a team that's been really up and down. And this was a, a Lions team that I think surprised a lot of people, including us, a team we did not necessarily have super high hopes for. And, and what's, what's impressive to me is that they, they did it with a, uh, Kind of a, a grinding running attack. Ryan Pickett was fantastic, a thousand yard rusher, nineteen touchdowns on the year, and great defense. And it, you know it, they're in two A Division two to be able to put that together. Uh, I thought was really impressive. A team that was totally off our radar, and then suddenly enters the playoffs at nine and one. And you start going, oh well, maybe we should start paying attention to the Lions. So uh, Granger gets our nod for uh, regional surprise of the year. Regional coach of the year is tough. Uh, but in the end, I'm going to go with Drew Sanders at Vandegrift. Because he gave you a polo? Because he gave me a polo, and I can 100% be bought. Um, <laughs> now, I, I, I did think, of, I, I thought a lot about this, and, and there's a lot of guys you can go with. Obviously, Jefferson Walker at, at Liberty yeah. Hill deserves a lot of credit. You could always give it to Hank Carter. You can always give it to Todd Dodge. Uh, you could give it to Brad LaPlante at Hutto, I would say. Yeah. You know, an undefeated regular season. And, and I think that there's a lot of things you can do there. 
I'm going to give it to Drew Sanders at Vandegrift because I think that this was supposed to be a bit of a, a rebuilding year. Um, I think he thought they had a chance to make something happen, but in the end, to 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 rattle off an undefeated regular season, uh, to run into uh, they end up running into Longview in the six A Division two uh, playoffs. Uh, but what I think Vandegrift was able to put together, I think, was impressive, and a lot of that came from kind of rebuilding on the fly, which is a little bit which is difficult to do, and that's something that I think Drew Sanders at Vandegrift did very well. So he gets our nod for regional coach of the year, and regional player of the year. Is is tougher than you think. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Huddo quarterback Chase Griffin. And and look, he was probably I would need to tally up kind of the I would need to look back over our discussions, but I would say he was probably the runner up for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year. Pretty close, yeah. Uh, I mean the numbers he put up were incredible. Uh the accuracy was exceptional. And by and by the way, what I love about Chase Griffin is that this is the guy you knew you had to stop and most teams couldn't. Yeah. That's something that's impressive to me. Obviously, UCLA is very happy to have him. Uh, he is He's going to get my nod. I think there's going to be a lot of people who are looking at this and saying, well, why not Garrett Wilson at Lake Travis? And I thought about Garrett Wilson for a long time. I was like, yeah. you could... Ap- and I think there is a fair argument that when they are both on the field, Garrett Wilson is the better player, uh, you know, was the yeah. better player in 2018. Yeah. I think that's, that's fair to say. Yeah. The tiebreaker for me, though, is that Garrett Wilson did miss a fair amount of time. Yeah. And, and you know, now when he was on the field, go ask pretty much everybody they played. They didn't want to see him. Yeah. But I would say that, that because he was injured, it's hard to give him the player of the year. Uh, that's why we're going to go with Hutto quarterback Chase Griffin as our, our for original player. production standpoint, Kyle Harrison has an argument, too. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and, and yeah. what's so funny is that um, I think Kyle Harrison's certainly in that in that top three as well because – and what, what, what I think – it sets Kyle Harrison apart is that he put up crazy numbers in an offense that is not intended to give one guy crazy numbers. Yeah. The slot T is intended to have three 800 yard backs. That's what that's like when the slot T is running great, you have a quarterback who ran for 800, you have a running back who maybe ran for a thousand and you had another guy who ran for 900. Instead, Kyle Harrison ran for 2,600 yeah. out of the slot T. Ridiculous. It was really impressive. So you've got your pick of the litter down there in, in the, in the Houston or the, the Austin area. Uh, but I would say that, that Hutto quarterback, all told, Chase Griffin is is our pick for regional player of the year. So then early 2019, look ahead. Um, it's going to be a rebuilding year for Liberty Hill. Uh, they've got, they're losing a lot. I, I mean, rebuilding is a strong term, but they are losing a lot. They have a lot to replace. Um, Lake Travis and Westlake are going to be there, but they lose some key pieces. Although Hudson Card was just a junior, correct? Yep. So he's back. So yep. Lake Travis has their quarterback. Uh, but there's a couple teams that I think could make a, another another leap in 2019. Uh, uh, I've got my eyes on Austin Bowie. Mm-hmm. I think they're on the rise. Uh, I've got my eyes. I think a, I think a bounce back year for Cedar Park is in the is in the offing. I think a bounce back year for Pflugerville Hendrickson is coming. Uh, I think Round Rock Cedar Ridge has a chance to make a big run as well. Uh, I would just keep an eye on Round Rock as well, just kind of the the whole Round Rock area. And by the way, that's not counting some of the newer programs. I think yeah, that I Leander, I think Leander yeah. Glenn showed very well for themselves. In yeah, the first you got to keep an eye on them for sure. So, and Georgetown Eastview, I think, had a really, really impressive year as well. So, uh, overall, look, I mean, again, the bar for Austin is so high for themselves that it's going to require at least one finalist from a big school, if not multiple finalists kind of scattered across the entire region. 
I think they got a great shot at it next year. And I think that, that the Austin area remains one of the deeper, more interesting regions, probably just because of the way that the, the regions break out. Uh, but I would say that, that when you look at Austin, uh, the future is bright, and, and you wonder who is going to be that next team to kind of take that step up and, and become the, the team that we're all talking about in about the third or fourth round of the playoffs. So that is our Austin area, Texas high school football regional recap. Now we go to Max Thompson from America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Not a lot to get to. We, we kind of answered these things on the fly yeah. today. Uh, but the one thing I will throw in here, um, Jacob John says he would love to take your spot in the bracket challenge. And as a sweetener, if he is the ch- person chosen, he mm-hmm. will buy Dave's book. Okay. I think this is a win-win. Okay. All right. Jacob John, welcome to the uh, – the office bracket pool. I will send you a notification. Welcome. Okay. <laughs> that's it. Good luck. That's going to do it for us. Uh, uh, tomorrow, special guest. Oh, yeah, that's true. Special guest, our friend Al Pickett uh, out there in Abilene um, is going to be on to talk about his book that is being turned into a movie. Yeah. Starring the guy from The Matrix. I know. So we're going to get into that <laughs> with Al Pickett tomorrow. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Max Thompson and Greg Powers, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can be your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.